Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. In the last three days, I've gone from D.C. to L.A. to Chicago. Tony, where have you gone? I'm Tony Kornheiser to bed, to the grocery store, to the glasses. How much more do you want yeah. me to do? That's huh? your rotation. That's your rotation yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, I'm back in D.C. tomorrow. To back in D.C. tomorrow. Four cities, me four too. days. You know? That's, you know what? It's like around the world in 80 days for you. That's fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Warriors and Draymond Green are giving each other space. Phil Mickelson supports Rory McIlroy, and Booger McFarland joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the mess on the Lakers. They lost last night to Miami without Jimmy Butler. It was their ninth loss in their last 12 games. The Lakers are in 10th place in the Western Conference. The Athletic is reporting that there is a currently a deepening disconnect between Darvin Ham and the locker room, raising questions about the head coach's standing. LeBron James left the locker room last night without talking, which he never does. Wilbon, what do you make of the current state of the Lakers? They're a mess. And it's funny to blame Darvin Ham, who was roundly and justifiably celebrated for getting to the conference finals last year after Rob Palenka swapped out the whole team at the deadline. So it shows you how fickle everybody is with the Lakers. It is the most fickle fan base, I think, Tony, it really, in any sport, I mean, even above the Cowboys and other franchises, the Laker fans, and it's funny being in L.A. yesterday and having this, you know, having this groundswell when they lose to Miami without Jimmy Butler. And that's a game, look, Tony, they got like 11 of 12 games at home, and the Lakers need to go 8-3 and three in those 11 games, really 9-2, and because they are in 10th place They've got to climb a lot of people, and you don't just leapfrog teams. you got teams like Denver and, and Minnesota and Oklahoma City and even New Orleans whose rosters, in my opinion, are better than the Lakers' top-heavy roster of two. But if you go from 1 right. to 7, not 1 to 12, 1 to 7, their rosters are better. So Rob Palenka's got to thread the needle again, which is I, that's an impossible ask. And LeBron and Anthony Davis, who've already played essentially every game, they're playing well, and the Lakers aren't good enough. They're not good enough. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think the tidbit about LeBron is very juicy because there's nobody playing basketball, maybe ever, who's gotten rid of as many coaches as LeBron has gotten rid of. And I'm wondering if he didn't want to talk last night because he didn't want to answer questions about Darvin Ham. And if that's true, it would not argue well for Darvin Ham, especially after a players-only meeting. Mike, the simple solution for a lot of these things in all sports is to fire the coach. And often that works. Let's look at the Edmonton Oilers, right? The Edmonton Oilers have two superstars. They got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, just like LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They fired the coach and they took off. They're still on a heater. This could happen to the Lakers. But as you pointed out, Mike, last year the Lakers started out 2-10 and, and they made the... They made the conference finals. I mean, 
I just think it's Darvin Ham's turn in the, in the box. Like, the Warriors are in the same sort of trouble as the Lakers are. I mean, you're not going to fire Steve Curry. He's got four rings, no. right? It's not, no. never going to happen. And you know, let me just say this. Tony, you raise a great point. And it's going to come up again with a fickle, crazy fan base and, and people obsessed with that franchise. Tony, if they fire Darvin Ham, let me say, let me go on record as saying this right now. They will go into the dumper. If they fired Darvin Ham, who did a hell of a job last year with that team, getting right. him as far as he got them. Darvin Ham, a smart guy and a real man. Let them fire him. And I hope they lose every damn game. And they will deserve to do that if they lay this at the feet of Darvin Ham. Let me stay with basketball. Tonight will mark the Warriors' 11th straight game without Draymond Green. Green hasn't played since striking Yusuf Nurkic of the Suns in the face on December 12th, an indefinite suspension that Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported on Christmas would ultimately last 11 to 13 games. But Green has not been practicing with the team, and Coach Steve Kerr says, quote, we've been giving him his space, and he's been giving us ours, unquote. Wilbon, how does the situation between Draymond Green and the Warriors sound to you? Tone, there is no situation. I mean, he's got a way to go before he's back on the court in the game. And Woj talked about that a few days before he's even back in the facility. Well, he's not practicing with them. This is, you know, this is not like Ja Morant who was practicing with the team while suspended. It's not. Draymond hasn't even been there. So he's got to get back in that space. They need him. They're about 500 with and without him. But they're going to need Draymond Green if they're going to make a move in the West and be a threat come to playoffs. So what does that mean? How soon do they have to get him back? This space thing is necessary. When Draymond Green comes back, he's coming back, he is going to have to demonstrate continually a complete change in behavior from what we've seen. The, 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 the Warriors know that even though they've never really insisted on it. All right, Draymond Green's going to know that now, and he's still got to satisfy the commissioner's office. He's got to satisfy the league that he should be back. He'll get back. But, Tony, this notion that he's coming back in the next couple of days to save the day, people need to put that away. So I don't know the intricacies of this situation, but I would focus less on when he's coming back and more on what he's doing now. The fact is he has the right to practice with the team every single day, and he hasn't done that. To me, Mike, and I could be wrong, this indicates he's taking the suspension very seriously, and he's yes, working agreed. on problems that he has agreed. identified. Because yeah. this could be, you got to be cognizant of this, could be the last chance he ever gets to, to play in the league. And I think he wants to be emotionally and psychologically ready for this. The notion of 11 to 13 games strikes me as too few. You and I, when, yeah. when the punch happened, you and I sat on the show and said at least 20 so 11 to 13, to be honest, Mike, with his behavioral problems in the past, 11 to 13 by the NBA sounds like a fine for David Tepper from the NFL. Yeah, it, it sounds like, yeah. like they don't care Agreed. about it as much as they should. Am I wrong? No, Tony, I agree with every word you've just said. And, and that's what I'm saying. Draymond, he knows when he comes back, things have to be different. This can't just be yeah. business as usual as it was defined, yeah, all these things. And the Warriors know that tone. I believe that while they've let it go in the past because Draymond is so critical to everything they do, and you mentioned emotionally and psych psychologically, he is. There's no getting around that. But, you know, this is a different day. 
Uh, and so I, I'm not looking for him to come and save the day now. Maybe he can help save it in, oh, February or later. Let's move to the state of professional golf. Earlier this week, Rory McIlroy told the Stick to Football podcast that he'd made a bit of a mistake in being too judgmental of PGA Tour players who jumped to the Saudi Tour. Phil Mickelson posted in response that this probably wasn't easy for Rory to say, and it's time for himself and others to let go of the hostilities that have existed the last couple of years between the two sides. Tony, do you see golf coming together? Now, first, let me just say that Phil Mickelson sees the future better than everyone, but he's a prophet without honor, which is too bad. If I understand Mickelson's position and many golfers' positions, it's essentially this. They want to be able to play wherever they want, whenever they want, for a lot of money. They're individual athletes. They don't, they don't care about teams. They don't care about anybody else. They care about themselves. And, and that's essentially what they want to do. They want liquidity. They want to be able to go from tour to tour whenever they want to do that. The quirky thing to me in this deal is Rory, Rory has spun himself around. Rory started out as a staunch defender of the PGA Tour and a staunch critic of the Saudi Tour. And now Rory is, is not in that position. He has retrenched. He has, you know, he, he took himself off the policy board. He watched a good friend, John Rahm, sign up for the Saudi tour, and he's trying to understand how it works. So what Rory is doing now, instead of being a partisan, he's trying to be a peacemaker, it seems to me, and he's trying to find ground that won't shift under his feet. That's what he's doing. And Tony, there's no other way to go. He may as well find this new ground because the old ground collapsed. And I, yeah. to be fair, yeah. I told you this. I told you this wasn't going away. The Saudis weren't, the Saudi tour and the guys going over weren't going to just go away because people didn't like the politics. That wasn't going to happen. There's too much money at stake. And John Rahm, like you said, is a central figure now because Rory can't yeah. just say oh, there's a few wild card guys and I'm going to be mad at them and we're going to bully our way through this, me and Tiger. No, that ain't happening. As a matter of fact, Tony, that got soundly defeated. And so here's Phil Mickelson. And Phil was the first accurate voice out there. He was, all right? Yeah, yeah. And now Phil's yes. coming back. And I, I, let, me, let me give both of them credit. Let me give Rory some credit for recognizing what the hell is going on. The winds of change have blown. That, no, so you right. can you're stand right, there if you want and get the, get the full value of it. You can say, wait a minute. Let me reevaluate. Right. He and Phil have both done I, it good. I think you're right. I think there is going to be a settlement. And I think when they make the peace, Mike, when they make the peace, Jay Monahan has to go and Greg Norman has to go because they're antagonists. I and when you why. make a peace, you have saying. to have people who are conciliatory, which new, is something yep, new blood. Phil may want to do. Let's take a break. Coming up, how much rest is too much rest in the NFL? We're going to ask Booger McFarlane. We're also asking why the Eagles defense is struggling like they are. Man, bad. I mean, all these guys, Man. Rory included, got stabbed in the back. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's dig into the NFL and college football with ESPN NFL and college football analyst Booger McFarlane wearing a Pine Valley shirt today, and Wilbon and I are very jealous. Let's start with this. The one seeds will both sit their quarterbacks this week. So that's Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy. Though the Niners coach Kyle Shanahan said, and this is a direct quote, I don't think it's good for anyone to take two weeks off, unquote. Do you agree with Shanahan? You know, typically, Tony, I would agree with him, but I think in these two particular situations, we have to look a little closer. Let's look at Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, toward the end of last year, hurt the ankle. So do you really want Lamar Jackson coming into the playoffs again this year? Not healthy. Look at the 49ers. We all know what happened at Philadelphia with Brock Purdy and his elbow. They didn't even have a quarterback. They had Christian McCaffrey playing quarterback. So typically, I would agree with Kyle. Yeah, you want to be well-oiled and well-lubed and ready to go. But for these two guys, I think rest over rust as far as going and and sitting those guys down. I want my guys well-rested. I don't think either Kyle, uh, excuse me, either Lamar nor Brock Purdy should play in this game. All right, Booger, you know I got to turn this toward defense and specifically the Eagles who have lost four out of five and their defense has gone south of south You know a little bit about defensive play. Why has their defense so great a year ago been so bad the last half of this season? You know, Mike, it's funny you mentioned a year ago. Let's think back. They led the National Football League and almost set a record in sacks. I think it was 70 sacks during the regular season or or something like that. This year, they're not rushing the passer the same. And when you can't get the same pressure up front, that means the guys on the back end have to cover a little longer, and those guys are getting exposed. And to dig a little deeper, the age-old problem with the Eagles has always been this. The middle of the field has been very susceptible for their defense, meaning the linebackers and the safeties. And so they go out and try to make a trade, and they get Kevin Byard to try to show up the middle of that defense. But overall, the pass rush is not there. The middle of the field is still kind of vulnerable. And this defense is not the same. And if we want to go to the other side of the football, And be really honest, the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, is not playing to the same level that he played last year. Seems to be forcing the football to A.J. Brown a little bit. And that's something you don't want to do when you got other weapons like Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and and, and Swift. So they got to get back and see if they can find themselves. Unfortunately, I think at this point in the season, you are what you are. I don't know if they can fix it at this point, Mike. Booger, let's stay with your defensive expertise, but move to the college level for a second. I am guessing that as a defender, you would look at Washington's offense and think they pose a little more problem than Michigan's offense. 
But tell me if I'm crazy, which one of those as a defender do you look at and say, okay, they're better? Well, I'll tell you the offense I'd rather go against is the Northwestern offense. If you give me that offense, yeah. I sign up to go against him <laughs> any day of the week, Michael Wilbon. Hey, <laughs> that's, that's we're bowl one. eligible. Now, we made a bowl if, game, if, if, beat Utah now. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I understand. If, if I got to choose between these two offenses, yeah, you're right. The Washington offense scares you to death because they got a quarterback in Michael Penix that can really throw the football as accurately as I've ever seen. And we can talk about all the quarterback attributes we want to. The number one attribute that a quarterback can have to be successful is accuracy. And Michael Penix Jr. has that. Now, the receivers he's got, he's got three of them that are going to play in the NFL. And McMillan, Polk, and Oduzzi, they're running the football with Dylan Johnson especially well since the USC game. So this offense is potent. As far as Michigan, you know what you're going to get. Like, it's old-school Bo Beckler football with a little twist. It's power football between the tackles. It's a little bit of J.J. McCarthy on the edge. But Michigan wants to take you in a 15-round fight and knock you out at the end. Washington is trying to knock you out from the word go. So as a defender, I'll take Michigan all day because that Washington offense is super explosive. Well, then maybe I shouldn't even ask this question, but we'll get you out on this. Which way are you leaning in that game? If I got to lean, Tony, I learned a long time ago. If I got to choose between really good offense and really good defense, I'm choosing really good defense. And I think Michigan has the better defense. And so regardless of how high-flying that offense is, think about the Super Bowl between the Broncos and the Seahawks. And the Broncos came in and Peyton Manning, they're scoring 50 points a game. And Manning is doing all these different things. And we said for the first time, Good offense is going to be really good defense. I think we all know what happened in that Super Bowl. Okay, so I think this game is going to turn out very similar. The team with the better defense. And Michael Wilbon, I know you hate to say it, but Go Blue is going to hold up and win the national title on Monday night. It's hard for me, Booger. It's hard. Hard for me to go there. But it's the conference, so Go Blue. Thank you, Booger, as always. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Booger. Appreciate it, man. Anytime, guys. Let's take one last break. Still to come, a star running back heads for the transfer portal. Don't they all? And how significant is it that the Pacers keep beating the Bucks? You know, Booker's right. He knows. It, you know, it's tough. But I, I got to root for the conference, Tone. I can't root wait, 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 for another wait. purple isn't you, I Isn't root you for the dub conference. going into the Big Ten? Isn't you dub going into the Big yeah, Ten? Yeah, but they're not. Come boy, I know. But that's kind of fraudulent. It's like... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy time, people. Happy 30th birthday, Derrick Henry. The former Heisman winner at Alabama has been a beast for the Tennessee Titans. Henry's gone over 1,000 yards in every season but one when he was hurt and played only eight games. Henry is the active NFL leader in rushing yards with 9,349 and in rushing touchdowns with 89. But as he ages, there is a diminishing. Henry has 1,014 yards and 11 touchdowns this year down from a career high of 2,027 and 17 in 2020, down from 1,538 and 13 last season. Still, if he gets past the line of scrimmage, nobody wants a piece of him at 6'3 and 247 pounds. The Titans are 5 and 12. It's the worst record since 2015, and Henry will be a free agent at the end of the season. I bet part of Derrick Henry wishes that he had been born a little different time and it played in the NFL when Joe Gibbs and Bill Parcells and Jimmy Johnson, when those guys were coaching and they knew how to use a running back and would run an opposition down. Derrick Henry, Tony, he might be on the Mount Rushmore of great running backs if he had played in that era. And now he just plays for people who want to look at the numbers and can't figure it out. Speaking of running backs, happy anniversary, Eric Dickerson. On this day 38 years ago, the Rambassador set the NFL playoff single-game rushing record when he ran wild against the Cowboys to the tune of 248 yards and two touchdowns in a 20 to nothing victory. Dickerson got loose on touchdown runs of 55 and 40 yards. Allegedly, Dickerson was offended by Cowboys coach Tom Landry saying he ran too upright and he was likely to get hurt. Dickerson got his 248 yards on 34 carries. Dickerson's closest pursuer is Raheem Mostert, who had 220 yards and four touchdowns in 29 carries for the 49ers in a playoff win over Green Bay in 2020. Tony, I love Eric Dickerson. I'm not going to put him above Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Emmitt Smith. I'm just not. Those guys, that's the top of mind. But after that, the conversation opens up. And yes, I've got people like Marcus Allen and Marshall Falk and who's a different kind of back. But Eric Dickerson's name has to be mentioned in there, and somehow it seems to me that it isn't. And I don't understand that. Eric Dickerson, another one, Tony. And they, don't even, they wouldn't even know what to do with Eric Dickerson now. They would say, why don't you come in on third downs? We'll figure out if we can use you. Happy trails to the NBA for Ricky Rubio. Rubio announced his retirement today, one day after agreeing to a buyout from the Cavaliers. Rubio missed most of his two seasons with Cleveland with his second torn ACL. He then stepped away from the team completely this summer, citing mental health issues. Rubio played pro ball in Spain starting at the age of 14. The Timberwolves selected him with the fifth overall pick of the 2009 draft. He arrived in Minnesota from Barcelona two years later, and over a 12-year NBA career that also included stops in Utah and Phoenix, Rubio averaged 11 points and 7.5 assists per game. As to his mental health, Rubio said in a statement, it's getting better every day, and one day he'd love to share his experience in hopes of helping others. Wish all of his health, mental and physical, had held up Tony, and he might, might have had a little different ending to the career.
Oh, we got to go fast to the big finish. Pacers beat the Bucks. Let's do it. For the second time this week, fourth time this season. Big deal? The big deal is Milwaukee's defense has disappeared like the Eagles' defense. Ole Miss star running back Quinshawn Judkins is entering the transfer portal. You surprised? Yeah. He has 34 touchdowns in two years, and they look like a title contender. Austin Matthews of the Maple Leafs is the first player to 30 goals this season. You impressed? Yeah, he's on pace for 68 in his career-high 60. Chris Sale and the Braves will agree to a two-year deal worth 38 mil. Is that significant? If he's healthy, he can pitch him into the World Series. If he's healthy. Last one, Rafael Nadal won again. Your reaction? I told you, I'm not going to get in the individual match stuff. Osaka and Nadal playing again? That's good for tennis and for sport. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knucklehead. You can get the podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Tony, I didn't mean to forget Barry Sanders. Running backs everywhere. What happened? And now. Yeah, they don't use them anymore. They don't use them. They They don't don't like them. They don't get figured figured out. The geniuses. Geniuses, though. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.